NBA is back. I'll preview this season and give you my predictions. It's win or lose. Welcome back, everybody. Back to win or lose. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Happy New Year. We're going to talk about the NBA season, do my little preview, get my predictions on everything. Took a little hiatus, but I'm back giving you guys content more often now. But let's get into it. Last time we talked, the NBA bubble was happening and you know, the Los Angeles Lakers pulled it off and won another NBA championship, beating the Miami Heat in six games. Very good season. Took a five months off because of the pandemic, but they came back and Lakers was the team to fight to the finish. Had the endurance to win it all. You got to give them credit. Some people are, you know, oh, we don't know. It's the COVID championship. I'm, I'm going to give them credit. They got it done. You know, if you didn't want to play, you know, you had a chance to not play. So whoever showed up, you know, they had that commitment. They got it done. Lakers won it all. LeBron, his fourth title, fourth finals MVP. Anthony Davis finally got his championship. And it looked like they're going to come back and be even tougher. They made some moves now, lost some guys. Rondo's gone. Dwight Howard's gone. But they come back with Dennis Schroeder. They got Montrez Harrell from the L.A. Clippers. Picked up Mark Gasol for defensive purposes to kind of, you know, be that what Dwight was last year. And JaVale McGee, another guy they lost. So I think the Lakers are going to come back and be just as good, if not better. They definitely got younger. You know, got some of those old guys out there, Danny Green and, and all those other guys. So I think they'll be a little bit younger, a little bit better. I'm not saying their record's going to be better than it was last year because I feel like they, you know, they got the two-month turnaround. They just won it in October, and they come back in, in December, into December to start the season. So I'm not sure that LeBron is going to play every game and him and Anthony Davis are really going to give it all the first month or two in the season. So that might kind of, you know, have them, like, trailing. Definitely, I still think it'll be one of the best teams in the league, but you probably won't tell record-wise because they might be resting starters. But uh, NBA Kevin Durant's back. Brooklyn should definitely be a playoff team this year. They were seven seed last year, but I'm expecting them to be fighting for like the top two, three seeds in the uh, Eastern Conference and definitely making the finals push. Uh, it's new, new faces in new places, you know. Russell Westbrook is now is now a Washington Wizard, so that's going to be interesting. Chris Paul is now is now the Phoenix Sun. So, I mean, Chris Paul wanted to go somewhere where he thought he could contend, and he, he he thought he could contend in Phoenix. And looking at what they gave us in the bubble and everything, I mean, I don't know. They got a nice, young, up-and-coming team, so they got his veteran presence to come there and give them what they need. I'm, I definitely think Phoenix will be a playoff team with, with Paul. He's just having another coach on the court, and I think he'll help them out a lot. Uh, Drew Holiday is now with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they just got somebody in there, an extra piece for Giannis. Chris Middleton was the number two. I think Holiday can be that number two. And then Middleton can be the number three. And I think he'll come in there and help them out a lot. Take some big shots and, you know, play some good defense, be a perimeter guy. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And I think he'll help them out a lot, really a lot. So, I mean, like I said, Lakers lost Rondo. He went down to Atlanta 
He's going to help mentor Trey Young, and I think help the Hawks out with some veteran leadership also. Uh, former All-Star, now journeyman Dwight Howard, is now in Philadelphia with the 76ers. I think he's going to back up in bead. So it's a lot of moving pieces and moving parts in the NBA like it always is in the offseason. I can't wait to get it started. I miss talking to you guys, and let's get it on. Here go my predictions. We got new coaches in the NBA this season, eight new coaches for new teams, and we're going to see how it's going to go. We're going to talk about uh, Nate Borgen taking over in Indianapolis for the Pacers, and he was an assistant with uh, Nick Nurse up in Toronto, so he's getting his first opportunity to be a head coach, and you know he's got a championship under Nurse with the Raptors, and we'll see what he do. Can he bring in a new winning environment? Pacers have always been the a playoff team so can he take him to the next level we'll see how his coaching style is it's going to be interesting is it going to be the same as nurse or does he have his own style so i don't know much about him but it's going to be interesting to see because they made the playoffs last year under nate mcmillan who i feel like deserved but didn't deserve to get fired i mean every time it seemed like nate did get swept out of the playoffs he was missing key players and I guess the Pacer organization felt like he's had plenty of opportunities to get something done, so they made the move. So Nate Borgen in and Nate McMillan out in Indiana. Uh, Steve Silas taking over in Houston, and then he comes in with this mess with James Harden's going on right now. I kind of feel like he's getting a raw deal because uh, who knows, James Harden might be trading in the next couple of days. So you might be out your star. They already traded Russell Westbrook away for John Wall. So he's taken over. He was an assistant with Dallas under Rick Carlisle. His dad's a former coach in Paul Silas, so it's in his blood. So we'll see how he does. It's first opportunity. I'm wishing him the best, but I kind of feel like he's off to a rough start with the Harton situation in Houston. Uh, Mark Dejanow taking over in OKC. He's kind of been like Billy Diamond's right hand. You know, he was with him in Florida. Then he came over with him in OKC. So... And then Billy Diamond left OKC because he said he didn't want to, you know, rebuild. But then he goes to Chicago, so I really don't understand. They've been rebuilding for 10 years, so I really don't understand that. But Dejanault, uh, like I said, he's taking over in OKC. They're rebuilding right now, so they're not going to be a good team for the next couple of years. But they got a lot of first-round draft picks. They got... uh, they got a nice general manager in Sam Presti, so I'm pretty sure he'll put the right talent around him. But it's going to be a while before OKC is competitive again. And I know he, hope he understands that. I hope they give him a you know long enough leash to at least get his players in here and be competitive. But we'll see. Like I said, Billy Diamond takes over in Chicago. Like I said, they've been rebuilding for over a decade now. They got some nice young pieces, and I think Billy's used to being around you know, younger players and like being a former college coach. So he's kind of used to dealing with younger guys instead of these NBA veterans who are already set in their ways and got millions of dollars. And it's really hard to, you know, listen to a college coach. So I think the younger players in Chicago might be better for him. He might get more out of them. We'll see how that goes. Tom Thibodeau taking over for the New York Knicks. Uh, this is another chance for Tom. 
I don't know. It might be three strikes and you're out. This might be his last chance, but I think he's a hell of a coach. Defensive-wise, he'll have the Knicks better, at least competing on the defensive side of the ball. But it just seems like this Knicks uh, head coaching job is uh, is a curse. So we'll see. I mean, I know he's happy to be back in the league, but we'll see how it goes. I really don't have too much to say about that one. Um, you got Stan Van Gundy taking over for the Pelicans. I would have liked to see Mark Jackson get that job with this this nice young talent. But, I mean, Stan Van Gundy's a good coach. He'll get the guys to come out and play hard. Stan is one of those guys, like, he'll have you competitive and he'll have you, you know, a team of decent. But can't, is he that guy that can get you over the hump? He can get you there, but it's always like you got to bring somebody else in to get the guys over the hump. You know, he's always going to have his team in contention and playing hard and a good record and playoff team. But can he get you over that hump to win the championship? You know, for my older listeners, he kind of reminds me of like Rick Adelman. Remember in the 90s, Rick Adelman, coach of the Trailblazers, and in the 2000s, he coached the Sacramento Kings, was always right on the cusp of winning the championship, but just could never get it done. I think that's Stan Van Gundy. Good coach, but can he get you to the finish line? I don't know about that. Uh, Doc Rivers getting another opportunity in Philadelphia after getting fired by the L.A. Clippers. I think a new voice was needed in Philadelphia. They kind of ran over Brett Brown. He was kind of soft, and, you know, the players didn't take him serious. So I think Doc coming in there now, somebody who they respect, somebody who has won championships, I think he can get the best out of his young players, Embiid and Simmons, and we'll see. And this is, a, you know, pressure's on Doc, too. Like, he hasn't won since that Celtic team, you know, 12 years ago. He has to get it done. He's underachieved with the Clippers, and now he has the talent here. In 76 with the 76ers, I think he needs to get something done. Uh, Ty Lue's taking over for Doc Rivers with the Clippers. You know, I don't think I think it was was some problems with the stars. Paul George didn't like the way he was being used by Doc. You know, adjustments wasn't made, and Ballmer didn't like the way the season ended, blowing the three-one lead. So they made the move when they gave to Ty Lue, who's going. I guess he was sitting right next to Doc, but I think he's going to come in with his own game plan, his own adjustments, his own strategy, and we'll see how it how it plays out. I think they got the talent to compete and win a championship. They just got to put it out there on the floor, and we'll see. Maybe Ty brings something Doc didn't bring. Maybe they didn't get along with Doc. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Clippers rebound from that debacle in the bubble last year. And last but not least, Steve Nash former great NBA point guard now gets the job in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, this is a, this is a first time's coach dream coming in and you got those two guys as your number one and two. I think the sky's the limit for Brooklyn. I want to see how Steve Nash incorporates his staff because he also brought in Mike D'Antoni and Amari Stoudemire and it's like a whole Phoenix Sun reunion on the coaching staff. So I kind of want to see, are they going to play D'Antoni style where we want to score, but we don't want to play no defense. It's going to be interesting to see, but I think I want to see how Steve Nash, you know, incorporates on the defensive side of the ball. Can his key guys stay healthy? And I think like with his experience, the players are going to respect him. It's going to be interesting to see these eight coaches. It's going to be see. It's going to be good to see how they handle their business how the teams play around them. I'm looking forward to it.
All right, let's give out some awards for this upcoming NBA season. Um, it's going to be a lot of good teams, a lot of good players this year in the NBA. One thing I can say is a lot of good players. So the MVP, I think, is going to boil down to, like, who plays the most games. It's going to be a lot of situations where it's like back-to-back games. The Stars might sit out, especially the Lakers coming off of just winning the title you know, two months ago and getting back out there. So, you know, they might, you know, take a couple of games off to get their legs up under them. So will LeBron and and Anthony Davis really play every game? Will they play back-to-backs? So that might affect the MVP race. Will Kevin Durant coming off the Achilles, will he play back-to-backs? Will he take a little load management and not play certain games? You already know Kawhi is. You know, so I think it comes down to, I think by default, I mean, I think Giannis might win it again. I think for the third year in a row, my prediction is that Giannis will win the MVP. I think the Bucks will have the best record in the East. They are a regular season team. They come out and play everybody. Nobody really rests. So I think by default, I think Giannis, by having the best record in the East, he'll probably play every game that, you know, that the Bucks, even the old back-to-back nights, I think he's going to play. So by default, I'm going to go with Giannis to win this year's MVP for the third straight year. I could see Kevin Durant winning it if he plays every game, but I don't think he will. LeBron and AD, like I said, are they going to take some nights off because they have been rushed back into the season so quick? Uh, Luka Doncic, I don't know if Dallas's record's going to be good enough, but if he, you know, is flirting with a triple-double and they get in the playoffs, you know, a top-four seed, why not? But with that being said, I'm going to go with Giannis as my MVP this year. Uh, Defensive player of the year, you know, you got the usual suspects. I got Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Giannis. I think Draymond Green has something to prove once he gets back. Uh, Andre Drummond could, you know, be a candidate. Drew Holiday, you know, he's on a team in the East that's going to win a lot of games, so he could get some votes. But right now, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. To justify this contract he just got with Utah, I think it's only right that he comes out and gets the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Sixth Man of the Year this year. Uh, Montrez Harrell won it last year with the Clippers. Why not turn around and win it again with the Lakers? Uh, Lou Williams is always a candidate. He's always up for Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, Derrick Rose, I think if the Pistons can make any noise in the East, I think he should get some votes. And I like Jordan Clarkson with the Utah Jazz coming off the bench. He's finally found the type of player that he is, plays his role well. He comes off the bench and gives the Jazz valuable points. But I'm going to go with Montrez Harrell to win it with the Lakers. I think they bench really struggled last year going out and getting him, a guy who can give you 15 to 20 a game. They're going to win a lot of games. He's going to be in the spotlight. I think he repeats as the sixth man of the year. Uh, Coach of the year. You got... uh, I think uh, Stan Van Gundy, the Pelicans make the playoffs with this young team. He comes in and gets them to the playoffs. Uh, Monty Williams, I think the Suns will be much improved. I think he could get some votes. But I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with Steve Nash. The first year coach, I think Brooklyn's going to be one of the best teams in the East. And I think, you know, that's going to lead to Steve Nash winning coach of the year. They're going to be the best offensive team, I think, in the league. And one of the top two, three seeds in the East. So I'm going to go with Steve Nash to win the coach of the year of uh, my rookie of the year uh lamello ball uh i like ob topping like that pick from the knicks 
the rookie from Dayton. I like Anthony Edwards, the first pick. I think he's going to be a great defender also. He plays both sides of the, of the court. Uh, but I'm going to go with James Wiseman from the, for the uh, Golden State Warriors. I think they need him to score. They really, you know, somebody help Steph Curry out. He can be a good defender on the other end. I think once Draymond comes back, they're really going to mesh and turn into a pretty good defensive team. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll turn into a good defensive team. I think Wiseman is going to help them out offensively a lot, finally get a big man inside who can score and do other things. I'm going to go with James Wiseman as my rookie of the year. Uh, most improved player, I've narrowed it down to three guys. I'm going to go with one, Shea Gilgis Alexander with Oklahoma City Thunder. I think this is his team now. They rebuilding. He can take as many shots as he wants. It's a first-year coach who's going to give him the green light to go out and do what he wants. So I think his scoring average could go up. And if Oklahoma City is least respectable, then he'll garner some votes. I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr. It's time to step up and be that third guy, even some nights the second guy in Denver. You know what the yoke is going to do. Sometimes Murray shows up, but sometimes he don't. Junior, Michael Porter Jr. needs to be that guy to step up and be that second guy. Sometimes third guy, you know, for Denver, you know, be a 15 to 20 point score. And my third guy, I'm going to go with Mikael Bridges. With them bringing in Chris Paul, I think he definitely can go from nine points a game to 16 to at least 20 a game. They help out, you know, DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. He can be that third guy to give them 17 to 20 points a game, help the Suns reach the playoffs. So I'm going to go with, it's tough, but I'm going to go with, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander as my most improved player. Mikael Bridges right on, right nip and tuck with Mikael Bridges. But those are my awards, those are my predictions, and I'm sticking to them. It's a lot of great players in the NBA this coming season. A lot of them. I don't remember. Year where you coming in was just so much talent, where like a lot of like twenty to twenty five players could make a case that they top ten players in the league. But I'm gonna give you my top ten players in the NBA coming in the 2020-2021 season. Uh, to me, LeBron James is still the best player in the world, coming off his fourth title, fourth Finals MVP, still playing at a high level in year seventeen last year, coming into year eighteen. Still gives you 26 and 7. Still the best leader. Gets the best out of his teammates. To me, he's still the best player in the world. Number two is Kevin Durant. Even though coming off the Achilles, don't let that mess you up. He still can give you 30 in his sleep. He's coming to a new team. He's motivated now because, you know, people are saying the Golden State titles are fraudulent. So he'll be out here to prove something in Brooklyn. And I think he will. Third best player to me is Giannis. Two-time MVP. Uh, defensive player of the year, so he plays both sides of the court. He's always got Milwaukee. He's starting to get Milwaukee in contention every year, so he has to get him over that hump and get him to the finals. And developing a jump shot will do that for him, but he's my third best player. Number four, I think Anthony Davis. He's finally got that monkey off his back of winning the championship. He played a full season without getting injured and missing time. I just want him to be more aggressive. You know, As soon as he walks into the arena, like I'm taking 20, 25 shots tonight, you know, book it you know I want him to be like that because I think that makes the Lakers even tougher and better a better team when he's more aggressive and he wants to take the majority of the shots I number five Kawhi Leonard 
uh, best mid-range game in the league, uh, two-time champion, former defensive player of the year. I get the Clippers over the hump. He's always seems like he comes out and plays every night, you know, despite that, you know, stuff that went on in the bubble. But other than that, he comes out and plays every night. He's my fifth best player. Number six, I got Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks. If he can get better on the defensive side of the ball, he'll be in my top three. But offensively, this guy's unstoppable. He's only going to get better. He got a lot of shooters around him so he can penetrate and you know, he do his thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised he leads the league in scoring and leads the league in assists. He's just that good. Uh, number seven, I got James Harden. One thing about James Harden is he's just a walking bucket. I mean, there's really no weaknesses on the offensive side of the ball with James Harden. And say what you want about James and the strip clubs and what he's doing outside of the court. Once he gets there, he plays every night. He doesn't take time off with time, load management and all that stuff. He plays every night. He gets you 30 every night. And like I said, offensively, I mean, it's not too many people that you would put in front of James Harden. Number eight, I got Steph Curry. He's coming back. Best jump shooter ever. He's going to have to carry this team because Klay Thompson's hurt again. So he's going to have to really carry this team and and do a lot. We'll see if Steph is up to the challenge. I think he is. Uh, Number nine, I got Dame Lillard for the Portland Trailblazers. Like I said, another guy offensively is just nothing he can't do. He's got the jump shot. He can take you. He can get to the rim. I love watching him play basketball. He's getting better, it seems like, the older he's getting. He's aging like fine wine. He just got to get Portland to, like, take the bad teams. Like To me, it was like Portland, like, they get up for the good teams and then have to let down for the bad teams. That's why they always got, you know, barely snuck in the playoffs last year because things like that. And number 10, I got Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. Best big man in the game. Best passing big man. Post-up game. Loves getting his teammates involved. Just an all-around player. Starting to get better on the defensive end also. So he got the Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals last year. He's got his jumper together. I like them. They're on my top 10 players in the league right now. But it's also so many other players that on any given night, if they can get it going and get it cooking, they could be top 10 players. You got uh, Joel Embiid. He could be a top 10 player on any given night. Uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, I love watching Donovan Mitchell play basketball. Uh, Trey Young, if he gets it going, he could be a top 10 player. Carl Anthony Towns. There's just so much talent around this league. Bradley Beal, you know, Devin Booker. Russell Westbrook still has what it takes. Paul George, say what you want. And it's just so much talent in this league this year that, like I said, I can go on and on with players who, Kyrie Irving, like once they get it going, Jimmy Butler, like let me let me stop because I, like I said, I can go on and on and on with players in this league that on any given day, once they get it going, you can make a case that they top 20, top 25 players in this league. So it's going to be exciting to watch. I look forward to it and I'm ready and I'm excited for this season. Let's preview the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference is going to be real good and competitive this year. I think it's a couple of teams that could win and get out the East. Brooklyn is coming together. Got KD and Kyrie back. Steve Nash as the head coach. I feel like if Steve Nash can get the defense down 
and come in and get the team around him as a new head coach. I think Brooklyn will be tough. I think Milwaukee will be there again. Going out and getting Drew Holiday was huge for them. You got Boston. Kimball Walker is going to be out like the first month with the knee injuries. That's kind of concerns me a little bit. But they went and got some veterans in Tristan Thompson. And they got uh, Jeff Teague that might help out until Kimba gets back. You also got teams like the Miami Heat who went to the finals last year. I think they're going to be motivated to try to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. And, you know, prove that they, you know, ready. Toronto, who's been there and done it before, they're going to be back and be competitive. You got the Sixers who brought in Doc Rivers. So I feel like they need to finally take that next step. And they finally, I think they got the guy who's going to expect that from them and demand they respect. So we'll see. The Pacers, who really did nothing in free agency, they brought the same guys back, really didn't make no changes. But they got a new head coach who will bring in a different philosophy from Nate McMillan. So we'll see if that helps out. Russell Westbrook is now in Washington with the Wizards. Him and Bradley Beal, he's reuniting with his old coach, Scott Brooks. Maybe that'll get the Wizards in the playoffs. You got some teams that you know ain't going to sniff the playoffs in the Eastern Conference with the New York Knicks, the Charlotte Hornets, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Chicago Bulls. So we, we shouldn't even discuss them. We know that they're not going anywhere. But it is some teams that I think that at the bottom of the East that can make some noise. I love what the Atlanta Hawks have done in the offseason. I think the Hawks, you know, could be a scary, nice little, you know, dark horse to make the playoffs in the East. They went out and got a veteran in Rajon Rondo, Danilo Gallinari, got Badanovich from Sacramento. I like what the Hawks are doing. I think the Hawks could be a playoff team. Orlando, who's made the playoffs the last two two years, they could also be a potential team that, you know, one of those bottom teams that could surprise one of the main guys in the Eastern Conference. But with me right now, uh, it's going to be tough. But with the East, my eight teams in the East will be the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks. I got the Miami Heat making the playoffs, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, the Indiana Pacers. And right now, right now, I'm going to give it to the Washington Wizards. Just Russell Westbrook coming in there. He's going to make them play hard every night. You ever watch the Wizards last year and just feel like they just, hey, just going to paycheck, just going to show up and, hey, what you doing after the game? After we get our ass kicked, you going to hang out? You know, I don't think Westbrook going to come in here and demand that they play hard every night. So I think with that, him and Bradley Beal in the East, they should be able to make the playoffs. I want to pick the Hawks so bad to make the the playoffs in the East. I, I just want to pick them so bad. I just want to see how it comes together. They're still a young team. Do they really know how to win? They brought some veterans in, so that's going to help out a lot. But I'm still not 100% sold on putting the Hawks in the playoffs. But I could be wrong, and I don't mind if I am wrong because they are exciting. I love watching them play. They're a fun team. Orlando, also a team that I've said, like, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. But just off my respect for Russell Westbrook, I'm going to put the Wizards in as that eighth seed. Um, as far as, like, the playoffs go, I got it. I got Brooklyn against Milwaukee for the East. I think Giannis going to get the Bucks. They probably will have the best record in the in the East. But who knows? We'll see how much KD plays this year. 
because the Nets look like they're going to be a, be the best offensive team in basketball with Durant and Kyrie. And then you're bringing in Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni, who you know they know how to play offensive basketball. They don't know how to do nothing else. So it's going to be tough, but I got the Eastern Conference Finals. I got Brooklyn against Milwaukee. And I got the Brooklyn Nets coming out of the Eastern Conference this year. I think they'll beat Milwaukee in six games. Kevin Durant leading the way. Steve Nash, the first-year head coach, I think he gets Brooklyn to the finals. I got the Brooklyn Nets winning the East and making it to the NBA Finals. It's going to be fun to watch. The Eastern Conference has a lot of good teams that could make their own case of getting to the finals. But I think right now, the best player in the Eastern Conference, even coming off injury to me, is Durant. And I think he gets the Nets to the finals. The Western Conference is loaded this year. Lakers are the NBA champions, but they have a hell of a lot of contenders to to get through to get back to the championship. This might be, you know, this is hard. It's hard to pick eight teams at the Western Conference because you're going to be leaving a good team out. Lakers are the champs. They should be respected, and we all know the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Oh, man. I think the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. Paul George, Kawhi, they got Ty Lue coming in now, so they have a different voice. So I think they'll be motivated to get over that bad smell they left in the bubble last year, bringing in Serge Ibaka. I think the Clippers will make the playoffs. I think the Utah Jazz are going to make the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, are they just well, a well-coached team? You just know they're not the team that's going to like – you're going to look at them talent-wise and be like, oh, my God, this team is just – no, they just play well, good situational basketball – Always well coached. Jazz will be in the playoffs in the Western Conference. I think the Dallas Mavericks, I don't like Przingis being out, you know, but he start, he think he'll come back within the next couple of weeks. I think they'll make the playoffs. Denver Nuggets will make the playoffs. They're coming back. They still got that hunger for making it to the Western Conference Finals, so they'll be better next year. Younger team, but got that experience of winning. They're going to come back and want to fight and be hungrier than they were before. Well, the Phoenix Suns, I think adding Chris Paul with this young nucleus who showed us their potential in the bubble last year, I think he gets them over the hump and gets them to the playoffs. Um, if James Harden doesn't get traded, I got Houston making the playoffs in the Western Conference. That's if James doesn't get traded. If James does get traded, I got Houston out and I got Portland in. It just depends. Portland, I don't know. I, I can't figure out Portland for the life of me. When they play on a good team, they show up. When they play on a bad team, they should beat. They lose at home and, you know, play down to the level of the competition. And when guys are missing the games, they should win. They don't find a way to win. So I just can't never understand Portland. And let's face it, if it wasn't for the bubble and everything, everybody switching up about this, you know, if you play in game, they wouldn't have made it last year. So I'm not as high on Portland, but like I said, if James gets traded from Houston, I got Houston out and Portland in. But as of right now, I got Houston in long as James is still a rocket and I got Portland out. And for that eighth spot, I got the New Orleans Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs this year. The NBA wants us to fall in love with Zion. They want this team to be you know, one of the national teams that's on TV all the time. I mean, they're trying to push the Pelicans to us. And for that to happen, they got to win games. I think they got the team. I think they got a nice coach in Stan Van Gundy who can groom the nice young guys. 
You know, longer Stan is not expected to win anything, he's a great coach. But when you put the expectations, okay, Stan, you got a team to win a championship, that's when he folds. So he got a nice young up-and-coming team. We're not expecting championships from the Pelicans no time soon. So he'll get them in the playoffs, have them playing hard every night. So I got my I got my eight teams. I got my two L.A. teams. I got Denver. I got Utah. I got Dallas. I got Phoenix. I got Houston, longest heart in his rocket. And I got the New Orleans Pelicans. I got Portland out. But if James leaves, Portland in. I don't think Golden State will make the playoffs this year. Clay getting hurt. I just, you know, I just think it's just, they're not just talent. They're not that talented anymore. And it's just got a lot of guys who got to step up. I just don't think they know how to play winning basketball. But they'll be interesting, let's be honest. Um, I got uh, I got Memphis out. I like Memphis a lot. I like their nice young team. But Jaron Jackson being out is going to hurt them. You can't fall too behind in the Western Conference with injuries. So I just think by the time they get get right, it's just going to be too late. They're going to have too much ground to make up on. And you can't do that in the Western Conference. Um, OKC is rebuilding. Um, Minnesota is uh, not good enough to compete with the other teams in the Western Conference right now. So I don't think they'll be there. Sacramento's still young and immature. They'll beat some of the good teams, but they also lose to teams that they shouldn't lose to. That's kind of like a middle-of-the-pack team to me. But I got the Lakers coming out the West again. I just think that with that winning that last year, they got that winning experience. They still got the best player in the league. I got the Lakers getting it out the West, going to the NBA Finals, and they'll beat the Brooklyn Nets in seven games. I got the Lakers repeating as champions. Thanks for joining.